Welcome to the Cannabis Equipment News Podcast. Hi, this is David Manti, and welcome to a new episode of the Cannabis Equipment News Podcast. With me today is Jess Tyler, Chief Revenue Officer with MJ Biz. Thank you very much for joining me today, Jess. Thanks for having me. Before we get started, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You could also help us out a lot by leaving the podcast a positive review on whatever platform you use. If you want to email the podcast, you can reach me at david at cannabisequipmentnews.com with email the podcast in the subject line. You could also subscribe to our daily newsletter. Make sure you get it delivered to your inbox first. Jess, I always like to start with a bit of background. How did you get involved in the cannabis show business? Man, that's a that's a great question. I think, you know, everybody has their story of, you know, how they migrated from other industries and into this space. Um, I definitely do. I've been uh, in media and events my whole career. And then um, in 2018, uh, after knowing the fan, the founders of MJ Biz for a while, I, I made the jump over and never looked back. <laughs> so how are cannabis events different from other industry events? I think uh, definitely the people in this industry, they're um, they're so resilient. They're risk takers. I think, you know, just to work in cannabis alone, um, it's such an inspiring community because of where we are uh, in the U.S. With, with legalization and trying to really develop something, a new business model that doesn't currently, well, it does exist, but on a federal level. So um, for me, the, the biggest difference is in the people. And it's seeing how everyone comes together in Vegas to try to advance the industry and um, really see where it can go and the passion. It's just phenomenal. That's one thing that I noticed too, ever since I started going to the show in Vegas was the camaraderie and the true kind of sense of community. Whereas, you know, it's just people shuffling down aisles in other uh, industries, or at least that's how it seemed to me. Absolutely. I think it's more than just a business here. And um, at MJ Biz, we try and think of it that way. Um, you know, our, our primary goal is helping cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs be more successful. So that's in what we do with MJ Biz Daily and the magazine and um, what we're planning for the event this year. We always bring it back to that core of how can we help people advance their businesses in, in this space. And what I really love about that and is, is that community that when you're at the event, you know, for example, as you said, you're walking down the aisles and you're seeing everyone and um, it's people that you've been working with for a while, or you could have that serendipitous connection that you're standing in line at Starbucks and, you know, meet the next person that you're going to partner with. It's um, just the magic of it, that secret sauce, I guess. Um, it's just really special. What are your expectations for the show this year? You know, I think cannabis has had a really tough year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyone who's in it, I mean, this is not for the faint of heart uh, to be in this space right now. But, um, you know, I salute everybody who's who's pushing through. So for this year, um, we focused a lot on um, really the individual stories. You know, our, our campaign is Dare to Grow this year. And that came out of a discussion where we were talking a lot about you know, who are the people that are keeping this industry going and and bringing it forward? And um, we really, especially in our content this year, we're highlighting a lot of those individual stories. Whereas, you know, in another year, maybe we were looking from outside the industry to say, what could cannabis learn from other growing industries like tech or, you know, the beverage industry? 
This year, we're really looking internally because I think it's it's one of those years of get back to basics. Let's you know uh, focus on solidifying our businesses to take us into to next year. So I'm I'm excited that MJ Biz is at the end of uh, 23 because it is going to set us up for 24. Um, and hopefully we'll we'll see some uh, variations of reform in the next year that are, are really you know going to set us back on that growth trajectory. Uh, that is one thing that I've noticed is that while it is an industry of resilient risk takers, that this seems to be the most recent year seems to have been one of the hardest on record of late. What? if anything has changed this year as a result of feedback from exhibitors and attendees um, from last year's show? Well, every year we do sit down and we, we plan the event almost from scratch. That is something that um, philosophically is, is really important to me that it's not a set it and forget it strategy. It's the industry is changing so much in 12 months that we have to adapt. So um, there are some new things that are happening at this year's show as a result of feedback that we've gotten. So um, we are trying to work a little bit better within uh, the city of Las Vegas and Clark County in terms of the consumption piece. So obviously still, unfortunately, just due to uh, regulations, we can't have uh, actual consumption at the Las Vegas Convention Center. However, um, we are partnering with the Lexi Hotel, which is the um, first Vegas consumption-friendly hotel. So um, you can stay there. We have um, some brands that are doing some activations throughout the week there as well. Um, additionally, we've partnered with Thrive Dispensary. So they are going to actually have mobile ordering on our show floor and buses that are gonna shuttle you to and from their Las Vegas Strip location so that you can go and make it very accessible to get around the city um, for for actual cannabis purposes. So um, really excited about some of those things that we're doing to just try to expand beyond um, what we've done before to kind of work within what's happening there. And, and hopefully, knock on wood, um, you know, we'll start to see some of the first uh, cannabis lounges opening up by the show in Vegas, but you know, that's all dependent on regulatory approval and things. So we're, we're still, you know, fingers crossed waiting on that. What is the regulatory um, issue around consumption on the trade show floor? So the Las Vegas uh, Convention and Visitors Authority, which governs the LVCC, uh, where the show is primarily held, um, they follow um, their local and state uh, regulations, which um, unfortunately, uh, means that you cannot have uh, consumption within the building. So, um, and that's true for any show, not just ours. Um, I think everybody would love to see that get changed. I'm hoping one day it will, but um, that's, it's not just a, a building policy. It's more of a, um, uh, it's a bit broader than that in terms of the, the county and the state regulations. Why do you start from scratch when you're planning the show every year? Why do we do it? Because, you know, so much is changing every year. And I think, you know, the needs of, of what why people are coming are changing every year. Um, we also track things like, you know, I'm looking at how many uh, first time attendees do we have? Can you imagine, you know, being your first time walking into 30,000 people? And, you know, you're it's it's that deer in the headlights look and we've all had it. Right. I mean, I remember my first MJ BizCon and it was like, wow, this isn't you know, this is cool. This is amazing. So. 
um, you know, because of that, we do things like the first timers open house that we have on Wednesday. So if it's your first time, like come meet with us, we'll walk you through everything. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll have you meet some people in, in the industry that are um, that have been doing it a long time and can give you all the best tips for, for how to make the most of it. Because, I mean, it's a it's a big event to to do in three or four days. And so you've got to be you've got to be well planned. You've got to have comfortable shoes and, uh, you know, make sure you've got your, your caffeine to, to get through the day. The comfortable shoes that are broken in and the water to offset that caffeine, because, man, if you overdo it on caffeine and then you're at the second half of that show that day, that's just it's just a hard that's a hard end of the day. So you say that it changes every year. Why are people coming to the show this year? I think this year, you know, there there's the business reason, which is I think everyone's setting up for for 24. You know, you need to make sure that you're you know on our our vendor side, they're they're getting their orders in um, for next year. On the attendee side, it's there's a lot also um, around hearing what the latest regulatory updates are. Um, for example, our executive luncheon, we have Norman Bierenbaum, who is one of the top U.S. cannabis policy advisors, who will be coming to talk about rescheduling and what that would mean. Um, once, you know, not, you know, once knock on wood, it goes through and we have a little bit of relief there. Um, so having that, it's the education piece, it's the doing business and getting, you know, all of your vendors and your partners set up for next year. But there's this other piece that I think, um, you know, it's one of the things I look forward to most. And I know a lot of people have said this to me, that it's also um, something that they're really excited about. It's that just getting re-energized and, you know, seeing the people who are in this with you and talking about what challenges you've been having throughout the year. What are you doing about it? What what story, you know, what wins have you had this year? I mean, my gosh, there's never been a better time in the industry to really focus on what wins are happening right now, you know, to keep us going and to keep us resilient. And so having that, I guess, sense of energy and um, really just ending the year on a high note, um, I think that really matters. And I know a lot of people are coming to see that, to see their friends and to see, um, really where the industry is and where it's going. When it comes to ending the year on a high note, um, are there any education tracks or sessions of, in, uh, in particular that also stand out um, that you think people should make you know, certain to attend? Yeah, um, I want to focus a little bit on a couple newer things that we're doing. Um, uh, promoting just diversity in general in the industry is really important to us. Um, I think they're, you know, this is an industry because it is, you know, still evolving, still maturing, that I really want to see um, just diversity in general and the voices and the leaders in this space. So um, as such, a couple of the things that we've done, um, first, firstly, we've launched a Women in Leadership Forum, which will be happening on Tuesday, November 27th. Um, this is deep dive full day um, on just promoting um, and helping women move up in the industry and um, kind of hopefully take over some of those um, entrepreneurial or executive leading leading seats in the space. So um, that's gotten great um, feedback so far since we've been promoting that. I'm really excited to, to be there and I, I definitely will be in that room um, uh, spearheading a lot of that. Um, likewise, uh, I've partnered with Cannabis, uh, I'm sorry, um, Black Canna Business Expo. Uh, that's led by my good friend Christy Price, and uh, they're going to be hosting our social equity 
uh, and diversity track, which will be on Wednesday um, of the show. And um, they actually, they've brought in an amazing speaker. We're so excited about it. Uh, Martin Luther King III will be there to talk about how cannabis can be an opportunity um, for the BIBOC community to um, really, you know, advance in this space. And so that one I'm, I'm super excited about. And they've done an amazing job with the rest of the programming for that too. So those are just a couple new things. Of course, you know, we'll still be hosting um, all of our um, annual tracks that like in cultivation and retail and you name it. So um, we'll be covering the full scope of the industry, but those are just a couple new things I'm really excited about. Do you have any thoughts on further expansion when it comes to additional regional events or larger events throughout the year? Yeah, you know, I, I get asked this question a lot in, you know, internally and externally, right? Um, mm-hmm. And in the past, MJ Biz has done a number of different events. Um, and this goes back to how we kind of look at the industry and where it is and what's needed. I mean, we've done everything from investing events to um, international conferences in uh, Europe and South America and Canada. So um, where we are right now is... Um, I'm I'm happy to say that I think the post-pandemic recovery in terms of travel is, you know, fully there. We're pretty much back to where we were in terms of international participation in Vegas. Um, so I think that's a great thing. Um, when we're looking at future, you know, we're we're playing with a lot of different things. It's not as much a regional game, I think, as as it is a helping. You know, how do you get you know from broad terms a buyer and a seller together and um, what groups are struggling to make those connections. So we're heavily focused on our plans for 24 and thinking through that of getting getting everyone together. Um, so we haven't announced anything just yet, but um, if you keep an ear out, um, there could be something coming soon. I will say that um, a step in that direction, we're doing a couple things in Vegas that um, I think will really help. We're we're running a retail sesh, which is um, bringing in retailers in the space to meet with um, brands and suppliers one on one in a way that you know can help deepen those connections versus you know sort the the sea of thirty thousand people. Which, as wonderful as it is, we're trying to help kind of hone that in a little bit. And then secondly, which is available to everyone, um, are we're bringing in a new mobile app this year, which should be rolling out hopefully in the next week or so. Um, and with that, yes, of course, it'll get you around the floor. It'll help you find everything in your schedule. But in addition, this specific technology that we're working with um, does matchmaking using AI. So if you tell me what what you're interested in, who you are, why you're at the show, um, it will be able to suggest to you, hey, you you know, you should meet with, you know, David and you know, suggest a meeting time here. So it's going to, it's going to fully kind of automate some of that to help everyone out to navigate the show. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that would be really powerful. Um, How did you kind of vet the app vendors only because having gone to trade shows in the past, I know that, you know, it's a, it's a toss up sometimes when you download that app. Yep. Um, Event apps can be, you know, hit or miss, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's, you know, they all can do kind of the basic functionality, but it's really, what do you need from beyond that? So, um, we've talked to a number of different, uh, vendors that this is, this is what they do. Um, we've even talked to people that, you know, can develop apps, you know, just to do something, um, more custom. And thankfully we have really good partners, um, that have been willing to work with us on just us sitting down and explaining, 
here's, you know, here's what our audience is telling us that they want when they come to the show. And we've been able to hopefully, you know, I think we've made a big step this year in getting in getting to serve that. Do you know if the because we're cannabis equipment news, do you know if the equipment footprint is going to be larger, smaller this year? Uh, so I th- we, we've switched halls again um, just to, you know, keep everybody on their toes <laughs> at the convention center. Um, we're back to uh, north and central halls where we typically are. Um, and I think what you'll see is uh, in terms of space and vendors, um, I'm, I'm actually really very excited to see this, that it'll be um, kind of roughly what what you've seen in the past. Um, I know a lot of cannabis events specifically, just given the industry economics right now, have had a little bit of a harder time throughout the year. But um, we're really fortunate and, and very grateful that um, a lot of the industry feels that this is, you know, the the one meeting place that they're they're going to go. Um, and that's been really helpful um, in keeping it keeping it going. So we're we're pleased about that. But I think it'll be, you know, more on par with what you've seen in the past. Okay. I mean, it's definitely ever since coming into the industry, it's always you know there are smaller shows here and there, but it's always like, what do you do? What are you doing for MJ Biz? What are your plans? Yeah, I remember the first thing I heard um, when I first started in, in the space is just the. I was walking around. I can't remember what event it was. It wasn't ours. And, uh, you know, I heard the, hey, are you going to be in Vegas? You're going to Vegas? And I was like, oh, they're, they're talking about MJ BizCon. And, <laughs> and uh, just kind of having that, um, like, it's it's really a culture. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really proud to be part of it. I'm, you know, very grateful, very, um, I, I don't take it lightly of what an impact that this um, event and this brand can have in the industry to help people. Um, we're just trying to do our best to, you know, continue to serve the needs of everybody out there. How has MJ Biz evolved ever since you took over? Well, you know, gosh, it's been a wild ride um, just in terms of the MJ Biz history in general. So, you know, for our 12th, this will be our 12th MJ BizCon. The first one was um, 400 people in uh, <laughs> um, in Denver. And just to see in you know 12 years where where it's where it's evolved to I think is is really spectacular um you know I I started in our first years in the convention center so um the other thing that I know is everyone's saying like oh gosh I remember the Rio days (laughs) the Rio days um and I've heard so much about that um and that it just we were we moved to Vegas in 20. 14, I believe, and started at the hotel side and, and it just kept growing and growing. And finally, we, we just were out of space. And I think anyone who was there in 2016 knows that it was um, just bursting at the seams, which is a really great problem to have. So then we moved to the convention center to be able to, you know, have the space to include everybody that uh, wanted to participate. And um, since then, you know, our growth has been significant, which I think is a testament to this industry, new people coming in and also seeing people that have been in it for a while really succeed. Um, the number of people I've heard that they come the first year, like really interested in getting into the space. And so they come as an attendee and then the next year they come back and say, okay, I have my business plan. Now I need funding. And then the year after that, they come back and say, okay, I'm ready for my booth now. And I, you know, I want to start selling. I have, you know, investors and we're ready to go. And then you know, they expand from there. And I have so many stories of that, of um, these companies that have been with us for a number of years and have really grown with us. And um, that's really special to us. And the more people I can help do that, I think the better. Because you have experience with other industries, 
when it comes to issues around the event, like day of the event, are you know logistical issues and headaches and uh, issues that exhibitors run into? Are those unique at all in the cannabis industry, or are they kind of all the same across the board? Um, you know, with any event, I think the only thing you can officially plan on is that things won't go according to plan. Um, so, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's definitely something where you've just got to be ready to roll with it, um, on site. But thankfully I have such a strong team, um, that every year we have fewer and fewer little bumps along the way. And, um, they do such a phenomenal job. If you've been there, it, you know, I think for the most part, it feels like really seamless, but there is a team that is, I assure you, is working around the clock to make that happen, to make it seem that way. Um, but you know, things always, um, there's always something, you never know what it's going to be in our industry specifically. The, the big piece is mostly on the planning side, um, because of the, the regulations. And I think to a certain extent, um, it's getting better, but there is still a bit of a stigma around, um, events that happen in cannabis. Um, and so in the time I've been here, it's improved dramatically, um, we are very fortunate that the LVCVA, they're excellent partners. They love having us there. Um, Clark County, I actually just got back from Vegas. Um, I was meeting with the county commissioners. They are very supportive of MJ Biz. Um, they declared it uh, MJ BizCon week in Las Vegas uh, yet again. So um, they, they see the value that all of our audience brings to Las Vegas in terms of, you know, we're, they're coming, they're supporting, um, the local cannabis industry, you're supporting the hotels there, all the workers, you know, from Uber to taxi drivers, the restaurant workers. So that impact is definitely felt by Clark County and Las Vegas. And um, they're very grateful to have us. And in turn, like, you know, we're, we're happy to be there and working, working hand in hand with them to continue it. Is there any, is there like an official value that's been associated to the economic impact of MJ Biz? Yeah, so um, we do figure out uh, with the LVCVA what our economic impact is. So, and if you're not familiar with that, um, it really means obviously you're coming and, and you buy your ticket to go to MJ Biz. But um, in addition to that, there is value that the city and the county um, places on it because you're there, you're staying in a hotel, you're taking, you're you're giving business to the businesses in the in the city and in the county. Um, so, uh, it is, uh, north of, uh, 44 million in one week that all of you who come to the event are helping, you know, keep people employed, keep businesses alive. And, um, it, that's a pretty significant number, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, just in that short time. So we are definitely one of the larger events that happen in Vegas throughout the year. Um, which I just think is, is really phenomenal. That absolutely is a phenomenal number. How many days after the event is concluded do you start over? Well, I'm already working on 24 right now, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I know. I know. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I would say it's about a 14-month show cycle, planning cycle, um, where we're starting to work on things for next year. Um, usually things that happen first. I mean, we have the venue. The venue is done very far out because it's uh, roughly a million square feet that we take over. Um, so that, that part's done kind of far out, but then, you know, it's all the things of trying to set everything up so that we can start getting the, the vendors in for the expo floor. Um, we have to rebuild register, you know, all the technology again, every year, start thinking through what we're going to do. But, um, 
we definitely take, uh, you know, right after we come back, it's there, there's really no downtime. It, it just goes right into, okay, let's, let's debrief on last year and let's, how can we take what we learned and what we heard and start applying it to next year? And then we just start all over. Well, <laughs> well hopefully you at least like maybe take a day, you know, when you land, <laughs> I'll take a day. Land. I will take a day. I do sleep. Um, like for a good solid 12 hours after the show ends, you know, after you're riding that adrenaline all week and two hours of sleep a night, you know, um, I try not to be out at like, you know, the, the bars and the clubs all night for sure. I know a lot of people, those people who can do that and then like get up and come to the sessions the next day. I mean, I salute you. I think it's amazing. I, I'm not one of those people, <laughs> but uh, yeah, afterwards, like we take a day and then it's like, okay, start over, but you're on such like a high. I always compare it to like a, a runner's high, you know, you're, you're, you're training for that marathon and it's, you know, you're, you're in the trenches and then you have the day of the race. And then afterwards you cross that finish line and you're just like, man, I want to do it again. Like I'm ready. And I feel that way every time I'm at MJ BizCon. Well, thank you very much for taking the time today. Um, do you, you know, do you think it's cannabis events for you for the foreseeable future? Or do you see yourself, you know, it's one thing about this industry. It kind of gets your hooks and it gets its hooks into you. Uh, you know, I, I always wonder if I were if I were to go back to other industries, uh, you know, would I be bored? Because <laughs> here everything's changing, you know, every day. But I love MJ Biz. Um, this is definitely, um, you know, a labor of love for me that I have an amazing team. And um, so not not thinking in the future about anything other than MJ BizCon at this point. Well, be <laughs> very good. Uh, before we get out of here, you know, is there anything else that you want to add or anything in particular that the CEN audience should know either about yourself or MJ Biz? Oh, that's a, that's a great thing. I feel like I could be here for hours talking about MJ BizCon, but um, all the things that we've been working on. Um, no, I just, I hope everyone comes to, comes to Vegas to see us. Uh, we do have a flash sale running right now because I think, you know, we do recognize that there have been some financial challenges in the industry this year, and we've done everything in our power to, make it possible for you to come to MJ BizCon. So keep an eye out for our, for that. Definitely, you know, email us. Um, happy to give my email to it's jess.tyler at mjbiz.com. So um, please feel free to reach out if you have any suggestions about the event or anything at all. But, you know, please say hello if, if you see me in Vegas. Well, I hope I get the chance as well, Jess. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, um, you know, it was our pleasure. And uh, before we get out of here, please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also help us out a lot by leaving the podcast a positive review on whatever platform you use. If you want to email the podcast, you can reach me at david at cannabisequipmentnews.com with email the podcast in the subject line. You can also subscribe to our daily newsletter. Make sure you get it delivered to your inbox first. For Jess Tyler, Chief Revenue Officer of MJ Biz, I'm David Manti. This is the Cannabis Equipment News Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Cannabis Equipment News Podcast.